Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 202 for September 25th, 2019. My name is Phil Pinsky. With me, do you know what that is? 202. Chuck Woolery. We'll be back in two minutes and two, two seconds. And two. Yeah. Huh. Showing the bling. Yeah, I always had that like $50,000 watch. Oh, yeah. two. Yeah, learn something new every other day. That's pop culture. Um, That's relative in 1984. <laughs> yeah. That's why I knew the reference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what my, what's my name? Oh, my name is Phil Pinsky. With me sometimes are Tim Sway and even less frequently Bill Lutz. Uh, this week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Klingspores, Josh Alexander, and Gengi and Pop Pop Makerspace. What are we working on? Oh, the uh, free Bill Lutz. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of free, Phil, I got to say something. I, I know Klingspores is one of our, our top Patreons, and, and that's really cool. And I know last week I was like, oh, I first time I ever bought something from one of our community and blah, blah. And then I went... You could have sent it for free. Mm-hmm. He did. He sent me another one. He sent me one of them sanding things with a whole box full of swag, and I opened it up. I was like, so I'm like, I don't believe this, Mike. You are like the what? most amazing guy ever. So I got a different grit mop, uh, spindle, sandy thing to put in your drill, which is great. Uh-huh. And then I got, but it, what's even better is the stickers and everything. And I got this hat. I got a hat, a Klingspore hat. Do you know what color it was, Phil? It was blue, my uh, favorite color. That Casey happened. Are to you be, making this up right no, now? No, no, no. Are you making? I, no. I, I absolutely did not make this up. I get this hat. Tim, did you get something? I'm more excited. No, about I just this than anything. Don't interrupt. I just saw relax. the picture. Take, take yeah. the stick out. You'll be it's fine. all going to make sense. Yeah. I do not like this. I get this hat. I'm looking at it. It's my favorite color. All of a sudden, it disappears out of my hand because I look over and Casey, who's wearing the same exact color tank top grabs the hat and says, oh, no, this is mine. Look, it matches my shirt, puts it on her head, and gives me the Ozzy Osbourne uh, rock out things. There's picture proof. It's online. I just posted it. So all that to say, Mike, uh, you're an officer and a gentleman, and uh, Klingspore Woodshop, everybody. Give them a look. Give them a look-see, because they support our podcast 100%. I mean, me, 100%. <laughs> Casey, Casey looks better in that hat than you would anyways, so I think it all worked out. It's not the point. It's my favorite color, I, Tim. You said yellow was your favorite color. Second of all, I can't believe Bill got something and I got nothing. He barely does anything in the garage ever. <laughs> <laughs> there could be some international uh, trade issues of sending stuff to Canada. That would be my I guess. don't think so. He could have been international on this one. Instead, he stayed domestic. Look, all I know is that there's issues going on. I know with what the China, the trading and shipping is expensive and whatnot. And now Canada's getting some turmoil too. I don't know if it's a trade issue or not. I'm just saying maybe it's just back off. It'll just wait a little bit. Maybe who knows? You're just saying words. They don't even go together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what am I up to? I uh, I installed the barn door. It's a done deal. The barn door is. Done. <laughs> so I am now, my my schedule is wide open for the creativity to begin a flow like Mount something, St. Helens, that, that flowed with lava years ago in Washington State or Oregon or whatever, or California. Yeah, that was a disaster. I have a mm. feeling it might be the same. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, just, now that I've blown my top, Tim, what about you? What, Bill, what are you going to talk um, about now for the next three months, now that that, that door is done? Oh, I exactly. have something I can talk about. Do you want me to talk about it now? Uh, no. No, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> no. 
because I have stuff to say. Wow. Yeah. This guy, he's like a dairy farmer because he milked that door for all it was worth. Hey, my next two-year project. <laughs> oh, God. Exactly. Yeah. A window. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, babe, I did get that, though. Uh, I did it. Remember the security, the, the most amazing uh, security window video build I did? You don't remember that build? I recall. You don't pay I re- attention. No, I recall. Oh, you do. I, do. I no, remember. I do. You, you welded up a bed frame was, in front of your... made of metal. Garage door yeah. window. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. I'll have to come up with I've something I've seen it else. in person. A shelf. I can do a shelf. Tim, words say you now. Um, well, speaking of milking projects, uh, I am currently milking my double bass project for the next few <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I, I finished that up and I posted the first video for it, uh, you know, this weekend. And then there's two more subsequent videos following uh, the next two weekends. So, um, so that's what's going to be happening on my YouTube channel. Like I broke it out into different pro- you know, parts of the project and and whatnot because it was it's like an hour worth of footage altogether between the all the videos I made. So that's out there, and you can look for the more of that coming up. Um, uh, a couple things I wanted to mention uh, next weekend, the weekend after the, the, it's um, October 4th and 5th there, I'm going to be up in um, Saratoga Springs, New York at the Capital Region Guitar Ooh. Show um, oh. so if I'm doing a, a guitar show and, and um, remember that spinning carousel I made to hang my guitar? I was guitars? just going to ask you if you were going to bring your spinning carousel guitar hanger thing yeah, I just made another one today um, because I, when I made that one, I had two speaker stands and it's just this cap. It's really not a lot of work to make this cap that went on it. And I, when I made the first one, I prepped for a second one and I forgot that I did. And then today I saw all the prep mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, I, I can weld this together in like an hour and be done. So I made another okay. one today. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm actually kind of serious right now. What if you took, cause we're reclaimers and I know you pull something out of the garbage to make amazing. A can opener with the gear ratio on that. If you use the motor and the gears from a can opener, you can tie those two things together and have them spin. Like, a, you know, the ceiling fans that are tied together in, in some restaurants? You mean like an electric can opener? Yeah, an electric yeah. can opener. They had that reduced gear thing on it. Yeah, I don't know if that'd be motor. strong enough. But I like the idea, but I, yeah, to take the gears and put them uh, on a stronger motor. No, the motor will be more than strong. That's the whole purpose of the gear reduction. You can have a very small motor take care of turning big objects with a yeah. bicycle, Low couple RPM, bicycle tanks. Talk, yeah. to, talk to Gagne, who we don't talk about, and see if he can help you with some kind of bicycle gear ratio thing with chains and gears. I think I would want them separate. I wouldn't want to, because I will probably not use both of them all the time. Like I, most guitar shows, I probably won't have room for both of them. So I just have to get two can openers and just do one for each. And then it would be relatively simple. Right. Uh, if you're not trying to, That'd if you're not fun. trying to couple them, and I also don't like the idea of a big greasy chain dragging across my set between two stands. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. It's where we, um, yeah. And then the other thing, uh, the following weekend after that, I'm going to be at the, and we had talked about this a little bit before, the Maker Camp up by Duress's house in, um, mm. uh, where East Durham, New York. Uh, I will be there. I think I'm going up Saturday morning, and then I'll be there for the duration of the show. It starts Friday, but. Um, and uh, Vance and Gwen are going to come up with me too um, oh, that's but cool. I'll be uh, so they're not going to be the, the maker hangout the whole time I'm sure they'll probably go do some other stuff but I'm going to be there with Maker Made CNC um, at their booth mm. and I'm going to so we're going to be we're going to be running one of their Maslow CNC's like the vertical 4x8 and um, cutting out some projects and we have a couple ideas of some stuff we're going to do but basically since it's I have a feeling it's I mean it's such a long event I have a feeling it's going to be kind of chill it's not like a trade show where it's like you have six hours and you know, I think there's going to be a lot of time. So we're discussing it. I was like, well, let's instead of like, like, you know, just like cranking out a demo like you would at a trade show, like, let's just make it like, like a little more low key and just be like, oh, well, here, I'll show you what's your name. And I'll write, you know, actually like write their name on the computer and then translate it to the CNC, you know, and like sort of teach people because that's kind of what the Maslow CNC is all about. It's like the introduction to CNC. So like, we'll yeah. just do that. We'll just we'll just make little projects from scratch, you know, and just show people like this is how it's done. And so I'm going to bring up a bunch of holocore doors. And we're just going <laughs> to screw hollow core doors to the Maslow and just cut out right off the, right off the doors, you know, cause, cause they're thin. So they'll cut quick and we can, you know, um, can you, yeah, can you, right. so can you cut out what you actually CNC like, uh, here, Timmy, and you, then you take like a small circuit, uh, DeWalt circular saw or something and, bzz, bzz, and cut that out and give it to him. 
Well, it will just cut it right out in the CNC. I mean, have the CNC. Oh, do the CNC the itself could do the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, the, they actually cut wood now with those CNCs. So it's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what what a revolution. Yeah. But so what's cool about the Holocore doors is they have that cardboard inside them that, that's like basically like hot glued. It automatically it's, holds them together, yeah. Right. So no tabs. Just just cut it out and then just pull it off, you know? And, uh, you know, yeah. just bring like a one little. Pass. Uh, yeah, just bring a little. It's exactly. It's thin enough to do all in one pass. And you just bring like a little, um, like a painter's trowel or something. Genius. I know. I mean, thank you. (laughs) That was in the video I put up this week. I did that, and uh, I got the idea when I was cutting the base out. I was like, oh, I was like, I need to remember this. All this time I've been prepping these things and cutting them up, screwing them on, and taking them off and cleaning up the tabs. I was like, this is it. And it's like, and it's like, you you got literally nothing invested in it. So even if there's a little bit of waste, it's like, who cares? I saved it from the dumpster anyways. You know. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I know it still and, bugs you, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm still saving all... I, I have buckets of the little pieces still. Um, but, uh, and then the... Let's see, um, so I finished up the base. Um, I just finished building my new CNC, my Avid CNC uh, 4x2. But, uh, oh, awesome. I haven't, I haven't turned it on yet, though. I've, uh, the computer's coming in tomorrow, and then I'm going to do all the software stuff and get it up and running. So I can't wait to start cutting on that thing. It's, like, I... I think I was saying this last week. I don't remember. But I, I love my CNC. I have my two by three bench top. That's by Avid. You know, back when they were called CNC router parts. And I, when I got that, it was such an upgrade from the one that I gave to you, Phil, which is actually really good. Mm-hmm. The the Piranha. Yeah. It's very rigid, but it's small. And then I had uh, another name brand. I won't trash talk here. It's a letter of the alphabet. You know, but <laughs> in the name, um, but uh, it was like so light duty. It, it just like I wasn't impressed. And then. Uh, when I moved up into this the CNC router parts, which I was like, oh my god, I was like this is like a factory. This thing is awesome. I was like, I can't imagine life ever being any better than this in the CNC world. How could it possibly like this is the best CNC on the planet? And I'm always bigger. all the time I'm look, yeah, all the time I'm looking except for bigger. I was like, well, sure, it'll get bigger, but it's not going to be any better. And and but it was like I just had the standard model, right? And then so now I've got the pro model, and it's bigger, and it's like everything is like like I can barely lift the gantry like by myself like wow it's just incredibly like rigid it's and what I realized is that one of the things with CNC is that it takes up a lot of space right um, th- this one here if if I had the eight foot version of it I-, I could just remove workbench because it is a workbench it's like yeah you know you just move the gantry to one side the other side's a workbench like there's no reason to feel like you can't hammer and bang and glue and and stuff on the bed of the CNC. Like, obviously, you have to worry about leveling issues if you were to, you know, to do stuff like yeah, that. I'm, but I'm going to advise against that. I don't know anybody that uses yeah. their CNC mm. as a workbench. I, I, I'm going to go with Bill on this. I disagree. I mean, I, I don't I think, think I, you would I, be, I, think I wouldn't use be it screwing as with adjustments. I, I do. Yeah. I just do. And I've been in a lot so, of machine yeah, shops, man, where they have big, badass solid steel machine like you could drive a tank on top of these things and rest it and i promise you they drop a screwdriver on it and it takes i mean and it makes the zero uh get sorry about that beep i'm just marking it (laughs) but it 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 throws it it throws it out you have to reset the zero so well you don't see too many combination um uh, CNCs and anvils. Not many of those. <laughs> I, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about heavy-duty work, but there's no reason why you can't use it as a glue-up. There's no reason you couldn't use it as an outfeed table. Yeah. You know, all yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, you know. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Yeah. Fine. But no smithing or forging. No, no, I'm woodworking. Okay. And this is coming from okay, somebody who has a pretty good-sized shop. I think you could probably just make enough room for your CNC and not have to use it as a workbench, right? Aren't well, you getting another 2,000 square feet? Uh, eventually, it might be a while. That's a whole long story. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's a little crammed in there right now, but um, but yeah, that, I'm supposed to be taking over the rest of the barn, but uh, it's it's that's a little crammed. Yeah, you're that's yeah, it's crammed. definitely yeah yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, no, I mean it's it's fine. You know, it's fine. But but uh, it's my my storage bay where the Maslow CNC is set up is kind of a nightmare right now because I've just been shoving stuff in there. And <laughs> funny how it doesn't put itself away, you know. But, and uh, I, I bet that yeah. Maslow, for being the, uh, say, the most primitive, would you say, is that accurate? Sh- sure. Yeah. Probably is more capable of maintaining it zero because it doesn't have all the other stuff to worry about, right? Well, the, the zero isn't an issue because you can just reset it. You, do, there's, you can reference it home. It's the level. Like, you don't want to make it 
crooked. You know what I mean? Right, That's right. the. But these are these are pretty pretty rigid frames. Like I, pretty sure I could I could probably use it as a lift for my mini truck the next time I'm changing my oil. You know. <laughs> hmm. That's not saying much, though. Yeah, well, you could also just have Vance lift it up while you do it too. So, well, that's, yeah, that's how we did it last like, time. Like, like somebody lifting the couch to vacuum. Yeah. You know, Vance could just do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's how we did it last yeah. time. So, um, how about right. how about uh, you, Phil? Um, well, I'm not nearly as ambitious or as um, uh, uh, affluent as the two of you are currently. Or handsome with your cling <laughs> spore. Uh, well, handsome clearly have you. Both beat, but um, <laughs> but between your cling spores and avid sponsorships, clearly I can't I uh, can't compete on that front. But uh, what did I do this week? Uh, this week I got fed up of looking at my uh, laptop on my desk, and I figured, uh, why does it need to be there? Why can't it be under the desk? So I built a little uh, support under the desk where I just sort of can slide the laptop in and still be able to hide all the cables and stuff and gained that half of the desk and uh and now it's it's much prettier so i've been doing these little improvements to the to the desk where i spend half my time working nice and uh and 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 so that's what i did i took some scrap um you know we always talk about seeing chipboard and all that uh you know the worst material ever and i figured i had some extra stuff from the time that i uh, i built out my daughter's custom closet i was like why does this need to be you know, premium maple or oak or cherry or something. It could just be chipboard. Literally, no one's ever going to see it. It's just going to be uh, screwed together. Uh, it doesn't need to be anything premium. And so I, I use that. And uh, I've decided that from from now on, anytime I'm going to build a jig or something uh, that's disposable or um, not necessarily going to be seen, that I'm going to do my best to utilize less than amazing material. Yeah. That's so great. That, that's my commitment. There. The, the yeah. only the only downside of that chipboard is don't use it for like router templates, like and stuff like that, because it. No, no, no. Yeah, I agree. It's going to chip out. It's got to be true to its name. Chipboard is definitely temporary. Use it once. Use it maybe twice, maybe three if you're lucky, yeah. and then just plan on it not holding up. So. You know, no, I, made I agree. A, I made but a under sl- the desk. Yeah. Just to hold the laptop. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the desk. The desk I'm sitting at right now is all made of chipboard. Probably it's like it's just a garbage desk. You know, I've had it for 15 years. Um, it looks hmm. terrible, but it hasn't fallen apart yet. If you use it the way it's meant to be used, but I made a um, uh, a sled once out of uh, that stuff that I still have, uh, like a for cutting straight edges. Before I had a jointer, um, I used that particle board, like the melamine. Yes, and it, sli- it slides sure. great on the uh, on the table saw, and it hasn't. It's perfectly flat. Yeah, you know, so you can use it for stuff that's more than one time use, but but it's still is still isn't terrible. it weird though how much better <laughs> MDF is than particle board and they're still both kind of manufactured stuff material yeah mdf is actually it depends useful. for what you know yeah no, that's what i'm saying it's good for painted projects like crazy yeah, yeah. like it's MDF the best is stuff just a, it's a so far better product than chipboard you know that's what i'm saying but they're both technically just manufactured wood yeah basically waste yeah hmm Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Good point. Ponder that. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I would say that they are probably a, a whole new world of building material. And then, uh, and if we're going to, well, that was awful, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it was. T- terrible, terrible build. That's, that's, that's four years of build loops right there. Um, what I'm going to do now is transition over to, you might even call it a segue to our actual topic. Which is a whole new world because Bill is free of this door that he's been talking about since 1962. <laughs> uh, he, he's able to move on to whatever he wants now. the The world is his oyster. Uh, it, it is indeed a whole new world. So today's topic is what is Bill going to do now? Uh, and I guess, uh, and I guess, you know, I also don't have anything specific on my uh, on my bench. And and uh, we'll make it fictional for Tim. Um, you know, what would you do if you could do whatever you want right now? So, Bill Lutz, the stage is yours, my friend. I, I, well, I got to say, I mean, the, the idea came up because I know we've talked about, and, and I created this monster myself when I had this project to finish for the salon. And I just, I drug my feet so long that it made me feel guilty. Then it made me not want to make anything else because I shouldn't be making anything else if I have this thing to still complete. So it just turned into this horrific thing. Well, now that I've finished it and um, 
and I'm thinking to myself, it's like, wow, what am I know I'm going to make some more uh, cigar box guitars and different types of three string fretted slide type guitars out of different materials. But what else can I do? And the, and the answer to that is anything. I mean, anything that comes up, any spur of the moment. I used to make stuff even if I never finished it. You know, it's like, well, that looks neat. Let me go try this. I have a piece of this. And I go out in the shop and just screw around with, with cutting wood and putting things together and making metal. Sometimes I bring out the welder, the plasma cutter. And it it inspires so much other... It's like a, a FOD, right? Or what do you call it? A brain fodder. You know, to... Fodder, to yeah. Just, just messing around in the garage is, is a great way to get actual ideas for other builds and whatnot. So I'm excited. So yeah, the, it's a whole new world. It's almost like I've been reborn, you know, out in the shop. I'm excited. So uh, this coming weekend, I'm going to start a couple of cigar box projects, shall we say, get those started. But also during the week, I'm going to be in the garage kind of cleaning things, organizing, getting ready again to actually utilize the, the garage. I mean... It doesn't get hmm. any better. No, it doesn't. Um, I have a few things uh, that I'm ready to move on to. A couple of things, uh, one for me and a couple of things for the kids. So I want to make this little sh- little shelf for my office to be able to put up a couple of uh, pictures and such. Um, just super tight against the wall and you just sort of lean the pictures against the wall on this little shelf. And then for the kids, I want to make some trophy cases, and I'm excited to do that because I want to do some um, HVLP late latex paint spraying, and I'm excited to sort of uh, color match what they already have in their rooms and, and play with the sprayer, which I haven't really had a chance to do. Um, and the other thing, my wife came up to me, and she showed me one of these Pinterest pictures, and she's like, do you think you could do this? She wants me to make some kind of a contraption for the basement that is part monkey bars and part rock climbing wall. Awesome. So that, that is sounds be an amazing, awesome. How much fun do you think you're gonna have? Kind of cool project. Yeah. Yeah, it seems pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> let me ask you this, Tim. Uh, you know, well, actually, you both have the ability to do this. Darn it. For everybody who doesn't have the ability to transport full sheets of plywood in their uh, vehicular vehicles, uh, what do you do? Do you? order it and they deliver it you can how do you do that you can have it cut at the big box store where you're buying your plywood they can cut it for you yeah no that part i know but i don't want that i want want full full sheets how many how many sheets do you think you need i don't need an exact number just i would think i would think five or six at least yeah then it's then it's worth i mean how far away how far away is the store i don't know less than five miles then just rent their truck Throw it all. Yeah, you yeah. throw it all in their truck to drive it home, unload it, drive SUV? back. Yeah. Don't you have a rack on top of your SUV? No. No, it's just one of those decorative racks. Uh, like if you want to clamp like a ski rack to it, you could. Yeah, but but I mean, and you could you could probably take one sheet of plywood home on it. But you know, if you tie it all up, it'd take an hour to tie it on there safely and just rent the yeah, yeah rent their truck ratchet straps because it's, it's only going to be be thirty bucks. Pro- I don't know how much I've never done it because I have a truck, but to just for five miles of round trip like that, it's less than an hour. It's not yeah. a lot of money. They have they have this thing where you can rent an Econoline van um, through an app, and then they just sort of zap it and it unlocks for you, and it's thirteen bucks, gas included. Oh, there you, uh, you answered your own the question right there. Boom, yeah, done. at the at the other thing yeah, you can do so is annoying. Um, the other thing you can do is go to TaskRabbit and uh, and hire someone with a truck to bring it home, but it'll probably cost you more. Um, yeah. I was looking for a convenient way to do it. A Home Depot okay, rents the truck right in the lot. It's there. Yeah, they they give you the yeah, keys yeah. at the register. You know? Here's a convenient thing you do. You go ahead and man up, and you go down to the dealership, and you get a truck. Hmm. All kidding aside, no. Uh, how about you? Is up on my car in a year. Oh. And I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. How about you go to the dealership and you test drive that truck you're going to buy next year, and you'd be like, "Well, <laughs> I got to see if it can handle plywood." Because these beds are so short in these modern trucks, I got to make sure I can haul five sheets of plywood in it. So come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Phil, here's, here's a serious but, idea that you can also do: Harbor Freight, whatever your Canadian Tire store is, get you one of those yeah. little two hundred dollar uh, fold in half trailers, and all you needed to be able to. And this is just for short runs like this. But mm-hmm. you basically you have a little trailer, you hook it up to the back of whatever vehicle, and you can actually haul plywood and two befores and things like that to it. It yeah. folds in half. You can stick it on the side of the house when you're not using it. 
That's interesting. And they're not two hundred dollars here, but I could definitely get. Wait see till about the ticket it. comes out in the mail that gives you twenty five percent off or what? I mean, it's yeah. it's it's if you're going to if you use it just a few times, it's already made up its money, and you're always like you are the master at reselling things. You will get your money back out of it. It's not going to lose value. Yeah. So that's a good idea. I should look into that because I really do go. To, I, I I mean, I do a lot of projects: fences, right. decks. Um, I just did the shed. Plus, it'll increase yeah, it your ability nice to, to do uh, curbside um, uh, fines too. And yes, for, for you, that's it makes true. for you it makes more sense to do that than buy a truck, just because of the kids. Like you have three kids. Like yeah. if you had, yeah, if you had two kids, you could get the four door truck. Once you get the third kid, now it's yeah. a family of five. Like now that means you can never take your vehicle. It's always your wife's car. You know, yeah. wife's car's in true. the shop. You can't get everybody in it. It's I mean you can, but it's terrible. You know. Although, like, you know, you know, uh, what's his name? The, the guy we never talk about. Um, Paul Jackman. He <laughs> he just got a, a Honda Ridgeline. And I always, like, look at those when I see him driving by. I'm like, those beds are useless. You can't put anything in them. They're so small. But I got to look at it up close and kind of poke around. It's actually yeah. it's pretty impressive, uh, the amount, the way that Well, a lot of it storage. is hidden by the C-column. Uh, well, well, no, it's... it's got any bed that it has It doesn't really tailgate. open up, but... As long as it's got a tailgate, it doesn't matter if it's only a yeah. four-and-a-half-foot bed. You've... You can just be ticed up down. Out, you see out the tailgate, saying? yeah. And, it, and he put yeah. a ladder rack on it. The ladder rack that he has on there is pretty nice. And um, it also has uh, underneath the bed, it has storage. Um, mm-hmm. So there's like a, like a lot. So you can lock like tools. It's oh. a trunk. It's stuff. a trunk. Basically. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it was actually that, a, trunk. a trunk, eh? Yeah. yeah. I was always like, I, I wanted at least a six foot bed. And, you know, and like I like all those trucks like that with those four foot beds are just sort of ridiculous. But then the, the ridge line of all of them has like a little bit more length and it's pretty well designed, you know. But, but and you can fit the whole dude, family in it. That. But yeah, for you, a trailer might make more sense because you're not, you only need it once like a month that. or whatever, you know? Huh. Yeah. I almost feel like Googling it right now. <laughs> I have been rubbing off <laughs> I on probably. You. Uh, indeed, in in a good way, not like last time. <laughs> hey, Bill, when you were talking about your cigar box, I just want to I just want to plant this little bug in your brain. You don't have to do it now, but this is something I want to see from you. I want to see a double neck cigar box guitar. I've been I've that's on the back burner. I've I've, I've been thinking yeah. about that. So uh, one thing I didn't mention, um, I, I, I said I was going to probably start on a project. So Heidi Jacobs contacted me. She's a member of our community. And she uh, asked me if I wanted to do a collab with her. She's going to make me a ceramic body. And then I'm going to build the neck and put all this. She's going to actually make the holes for the pickups and everything. I'm not quite sure how this is going to happen, but I'm excited. And she's going to send it to me. And I'll probably do a video. I think it's just going to be. Can you imagine that little ceramic Box, That's interesting, yeah. Right, yeah. you know, and then just me putting in my little neck and, and uh, some strings on it. I think it's going to be really cool. So I don't know, is she going to make it like with the lid? Is it going to be open on one side? I don't, I don't know. This is this is how how big is the opening? She asked me how wide the necks I usually make are, and I usually standard about an inch and a half. I'm just excited about what is this going to look like? How is it going to work? Uh, and that, that brings that excitement. Yeah, how are you going to stick... How are you gonna make them right? stick together and yeah, yeah, all it's interesting. All can you that. even drill holes? I mean, can you drill holes in ceramic without it breaking? I'm. Yes. I can go to Under, the thrift store and buy. Maybe. Yeah, I can go to the yeah. thrift store and yeah. buy a bunch of ceramic stuff and try and figure out you how to do it. You definitely can. I was in that business, so you definitely can. Yeah. It's it's a it's a diamond abrasive tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can do glass wine bottle. I've got I got the little bits that sure. you can do like a, a wine bottle. So why why couldn't it go through ceramic? But it's just it's yeah. so exciting to me. It's like how do I approach this? There's so many problems to be solved. Not huge obstacles, but you know what I mean. It's just like yeah. oh, this is going to be a little different. So I'm excited about that. So thank you, Heidi. Uh, awesome. Going to send me a, a ceramic cigar box guitar body. I guess thing. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be heavy. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. Yeah. Well, she ain't heavy. She's my sister. Get it? Because that. Anyway. <laughs> He's yeah. my brother. Yeah. I, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, if you had no uh, obligations, I mean, obviously you are currently saddled with many, many, many obligations. But if you had none, 
And I can already, I can already hear Tim saying a bunch of stuff that's not going to have anything to do with that because, well, you know, I got to have money in the mortgage. Okay, you just, you just finished up a project that puts you a nice chunk of uh, cash in the bank for your bills. So you basically, you're free to do what you want for six months, right? I mean, before you even have to think about starting to earn some money again, you're, you're covered. You've done your duty. Remember, you talked about this being able to like that car thing you want to do, right? So that's yeah. done. Cash in the tank, cash in the bank. Right, and go. That, well, I mean, honestly, I kind of feel like that's how 2019 has been for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, like, man. That's awesome. Because, I, I mean, it, not that I, I couldn't not work, but I had that big gig at the beginning of the year where I made the, all those bar stools, and that, that just set me up. So I, I was like the, the first year on record that I've just been ahead because of that. So obviously I've had to, to work and, and take work, but I haven't had that pressure um, of like, oh, I need to, right. you know, I need to hustle. I need to hustle. So I've been able to spend a little more time, you know, just uh, investigating my guitar building and, and whatnot. Um, so that's, you know, what I've been doing is, is sort of developing and, and, and trying to, you know, create new guitars and push my own skill set. And then the latest one, like the double bass, like I was able to, I was able to, to make that something that I could do. That's um, got to be your most prolific guitar build to date. Is probably my most prolific build in general. Um, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> dude, as, it's as it's, as, it's amazing. It's amazing and awesome. It looks like something you would go to a high end store and and buy. So I'm just saying. Thanks. It's yeah. It's it's there's a there's I mean obviously there's a million things I'd do different if I were to do it again and I do hope to do it again. Um, there's there's a lot of things that are that are lacking on a frame, but they're like. They're like minutia compared to the fact that it, it works. <laughs> That's like just the fact that it works. That's pretty I'm like, big. I'm like happy, and I, I did have to do a little repair, which I expected already. Um, I'm actually I'm gonna bring that to the the uh, the thing up in upstate New York there, Duresta's uh, Maker Camp. I'm going to bring that because I made parts of it on the Maslow, so I was just going to have it set up as like something. Because that's like one of the things people love to say about that CNC. It's like, ah, oh, it's not a real CNC. You can't cut anything like a guitar art on it. And it's like, well, I did this, you know. <laughs> but uh, a little but bit. maybe, maybe little you bit. can't, but I can, so I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah, there's like, uh, you know, there was a spot where like the glue didn't, because didn't, that hide glue, you got to work kind of quickly and clamp it right. And there's a spot that I had to re-glue. Um, and there's some things about like the the arches i would like the arch to be steeper i should have made it thicker so i could have carved it you know just like little things like that about the design of it that i'm like i'm like i get it like and it was like even before i had this one done i was like i can already make it better you know yeah. like next time i do this yeah. and i have the better joint here and i'll have this and then so that's definitely something i hope to find a way to do again you know things like that let me let me ask you something mm -hmm. have you because uh, i know that the three of us love to iterate and prototype and just sort of be out there and develop a product by making it in the first place. Have you ever designed a product in the computer, made it, and been like, great, it's perfect, I love it? <laughs> the square, hello. I redesigned it, though, for the second batch. Um, and there were, there were a few, I mean, the, the original prototype was made by hand, and then there was a few before, you know, I printed them out, and I cut them out in the CNC out of eighth-inch plywood, before I manufactured the first batch, so even that batch, there was some minor, you know, editing to it. Um, no, yeah, no. I was gonna I say my so. answer to that question would be no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. that's. I feel like. I feel like. I feel like you'd be like. It's kind of simple, if like that. You know, I mean, like not the project, but like you, the maker, would be kind of simple if you're like, oh, this is it. Can yeah. ever do anything better than this? Like, well, I, 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 you're kind no, of missing but the do, point. Don't you feel like there are some people out there who have that ability to iterate and prototype digitally, and then finally press print or I, whatever I, and make, and then it's great. I think there's people out there who can envision something and actually make that vision perfectly, right? Like they don't screw it up or anything like that. But I think most of us who are creative, uh, including those people. If anything, that's still going to inspire you to make it differently, better. You know what I'm saying? That, so even though that one was perfect, yeah. now I can add another widget on the side of that. You know what I'm saying? So right. The, right. I imagine who are not makers are the ones that are going to do that. People who are not yeah. makers, like Casey, she made uh, this thing that goes on her nightstand. It's and, and she came out in the shop, and it's this monster of a project. Honey, I want to do this. All right. I made her use every tool basically in the shop. She welded, she plasma cut, she sanded, she did all these different things. She made it and she's like, it's perfect, I'm done. Because she's not really, 
You know what I yeah. mean? She, so for her, that yeah. was like, yes, I did. I had a vision. I made this thing, and it's perfect. So I think people who aren't makers could probably do that more often, just like you've, or 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 as your beginning maybe. There's been a few projects, Phil, you've done that you've never done them before, and they probably weren't perfect, but you felt like job well done, Pinsky, right? Yeah, I'm. I there's no project I've ever done where I walked away and said I couldn't have done that any better. Every single project I've ever done, I've been like, well, I could have done that better. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely. I mean, that's that's kind of what I meant about being maybe like a little simple. If you just thought that this was the end all be all yeah, yeah, yeah. like thing, like, yeah. Now there's just, been things that went mindset. along perfectly. I've walked away after building something, going, you know, that couldn't have went any better. In other words, I the sure. materials the materials were on time. Uh, I made the money I was hoping to make. You know, I mean, I didn't cut any fingers off. So it's like, hey, yeah, perfect. You know, mm. right. fine, fair enough. But I mean, like a lot of the times where I've done something for the first time. I wish I could have learned on somebody else's dime instead of my own. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, I, like I built the fence. I used that foam stuff. Using that foam stuff was interesting and probably easier than using concrete. But I really wish I used concrete in the end. Yeah, I think but, it but also at the, the time, wasn't it something you wanted to do and just get the heck over with? Yes, absolutely. So there you go. I forgot about that stuff. Like what, two days. What, what was it called again? It was a. It's called Sika S I K A, and it's remember, a two I, that part. Inspired me to do a little repair on my own fence. I used a bag of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not. Uh, it's well, a it's not two the, part polyurethane foam. Yeah, just just look up a foam Sika. fence post mix. Yeah, and it's basically you. Um, oh, you here it is. Burst the seal inside. You cut it open. Uh, you've got to mix it thoroughly first. You cut it open. It's an exothermic reaction, fence so you have mix. to once yep. you've burst the seal. You've got to you've got to pour it out pretty quick, and inside of three minutes, the stuff has filled a two or three foot hole, yeah. and f- like five minutes after that, like you can hang on this post. Yeah, it's, like you can it's pretty solid. Right it's pretty solid. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the I'm post just, right now outside my door. I'm just saying it might be fun to like like make a mold and make a guitar body out of it. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, probably wouldn't work, yeah, but maybe. Um, You're probably better off using resin epoxy, but that's boring. I like the idea because yeah. it's so fast. This thing is super you expensive. Could, you could, yeah, you yeah. pour it in there, but you just have to make sure that you've got exit holes for it because once it filled up right. that mold, it's going to probably expand way more well, than you thought. Yeah, I'm picturing like yeah. um, you know, like the the spray insulation. You know, if you make if you make a mold that's sealed, then you have you have two holes like an in and an out and you just you shove the you know you, yeah i guess you'd probably ladle it in and then and then screw the top down and then no have you'd have expansion to you'd holes. have to you'd have to make a i would say too, like a too slow a slightly open you'd have to have like the size of a fence post opening in the top of your mold then yeah. you just pour it in like that and then it'll overflow out the top of that when it dries you take the mold off you cut that stump off right it, you know what i'm saying yeah I th- oh dude you got to do that now that you've got all this free time because of this uh 2019 <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. 2019 is almost though, over be careful because like i said this stuff is exothermic it creates a huge heat reaction you yeah. got to do it outside yeah yeah kitchen tables probably it's not, not the like place it's to not do like it, spray foam yeah mm. yeah it's not like spray foam spray foam well, doesn't I've, get hot right i've wanted to do um I've wanted to do like a paper crete, like a concrete guitar, but use paper as the aggregate, um, oh, which would probably be better than this. But I just, you know, I've had a couple ideas of like some. I like the idea of using like like building materials and and stuff. So then you know what you should use. You should use um, what would be cool would be like white uh, countertop concrete, and then as the aggregate, use um, glass, because then it's it becomes it basically becomes terrazzo. And you, and then you can polish it with uh, with diamond resin, diamond yeah. tools. I, well, I was thinking only weigh about forty five pounds. It'd yeah. be awesome. That's why I was thinking. Paper well, you're not cre- making it that thin. I was thinking paper crude. If I could make it super, super light, um, you know, make yeah. it as light as possible. Um, was like so the lightest filler that I could mix with the cement. It'd be cement, not concrete, I guess, because um, concrete already has a rock in it. So I have you to know buy what? like there's, Portland there's cement. There's got to no, be a more uh, uh, concrete. Oh no, you're right. Type. Yeah. That that foam and the concrete together, they they do stucco, man. Where they spray the stucco on the side of the houses. Yeah, something mm. like that is fairly lightweight, but it's it's more than just the foam, but it's less than the concrete. It's kind of like both. It's for the texture. Yeah. So uh, what I've seen in the art world is people have used extremely thin, very watered down concrete to spray onto canvases. Oh, there you go. And then to do 
art on top of that. Um, but it's just for the texture. It's not structural in any way. Mm. If you flex it too much, it'll crack. A so concrete hollow body guitar with that technique. Yeah, mm. that would be something. That would be something. Yeah, I wonder if you could... But I don't think a guitar, if you made it from actual concrete, would be that heavy. You've got a shoulder strap anyway, and how much guitar is there really? What would it be? Okay. Maybe somewhere like 10 pounds? No, think about this, Phil. Oh, think, no, about, put, think about think taking about, a couple of cinder blocks and, and strapping those to your shoulder. Yeah. Well, I'm incredibly strong, so maybe it's not a fair... <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's not so heavy you couldn't play. I mean, I would say... If you made a really, really small guitar, because if you made it too small, it'd be like, what's the point? Like, you know, but if you made a really, really yeah. small guitar, you're looking at least one and a half cinder hey, block. Hey, 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 now. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking about out but of But not if you made it man, if you made it man size, then yeah. Yeah, it would be probably pretty heavy. <laughs> <laughs> if it had more than three strings, it'd probably be pretty heavy. Well, then you're, then you're getting into you're, real guitars, so. But your, your ceramic right. sounds lovely, Bill. <laughs> yeah. That ceramic, by the way, is heavier than concrete. I'll show yeah, you it'll, both. It'll I'll show yeah. you. Oh, no, dude, oh, okay, I, yeah. I believe you. I, I got excited about that idea. One of the th one of the things yeah. on my list is um, Corian, because there's a guy at the, one of the guitar yeah. shows I do. He makes Corian guitars, and um, I think they're, they're amazing looking. That stuff is also heavy, but what I was thinking I'd do is do a... Um, do a semi-hollow and uh, and because it's usually you only get in like three quarter inch thick. So if I got two three quarter yeah. inch thick pieces and I hollowed them out and then glued them together, you know. What if what if you made like it's an acoustic beautifully? Use the yeah, as the, the top and the bottom of like you did your double bass instead of the hollow code doors. You can use the CNC to actually do your arch top. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of. I was With thinking of doing Korean? a flat top, but I I could do that. Um, I, I do plan on making like a real wood arch top guitar. But I mean, why do that one? I can just well, make it out of corian. You can use corian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why can't you just use a countertop material? Yeah. yeah why not? Yeah. I wonder how thin you could get that before it would be like, um, you know, I bet pretty structure. thin. I, bet I think so thin. too. Uh, I think you got to be at least, I don't know. I would think somewhere three eighths of an inch. Think like, about, I go think about than the average cutting board you can buy at the Target, right? Some of those things are different. But it's but it's kind of like not a an corian. Eight. Yeah, they're super thin, dude. It's just a plastic. An eighth of an inch. It's, it's a plastic. Well, no, it's it's the molecular, the high molecular. Blah, yeah, chlorine is a little different than the plastic that they make. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying yeah. is, I think you could still get that. It's more rigid. You could still get it pretty thin. And if not chlorine, what about um, uh, quartz? Quartz is man-made rock. Hmm. Yeah, I think it would be pretty heavy. That is be nice stuff, though, and it, mach it machines well, but not on a CNC. <laughs> Uh, no, but you can get thin, yeah. thin. You need diamond tooling, and yeah. use that for the top and bottom with a wood base. It'd be heavy though. It'd be really heavy. I, it would be. Heavy. Might be cool to do it with my clear acrylic too to make a, a a true arch top. Like actually, like hollow it all out and do the arch and then polish it. That'd be like a big pain in the neck, but uh, that'd be cool. Yeah, but you could see yeah. the inside yep. of how the framing and stuff goes to make up the uh, the body. Hey, should I? I have a I have an idea. I have a, I have a customer for this. He's a friend of mine. I don't know if I should even be saying this. I'm so excited about it. I don't want anybody to beat me to it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm putting it out there in case anybody knows anybody that works for a liquor company that might want to sponsor this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make um, I want to make a semi-hollow acrylic bass guitar. Um, so it would be completely clear. Uh, you, you, but it would be semi-hollow, so there would be a chamber in it that I could then fill with alcohol. So while he's playing his bass, he could dispense shots by tilting his bass and pour it out of the instrument. That's the goal. Huh. Huh. Have at it. I, yeah. That's, I mean... Yeah. So it's a flask in yeah, there, the, you know. I agree with Bill. That's an awful idea. Yeah. No, it's not. You, you, <laughs> that's, you're just showing how old you are by thinking that's an awful idea. Now, imagine you're 25 years old and you're... <laughs> Imagine you're 25 years old and you're at some bar, some nightclub, and there's this like awesome band playing, like a real party band. Everybody's having a good time. The bass player is like this kind of wild, crazy guy. I used to be in a couple bands with him, and and and, and he's playing a clear instrument, which is enough. And then all of a sudden he walks over to the front of the stage the and he points and says, "Open your mouth." You can see the liquid inside of it. You pour it, and he's pouring shots of Jaeger down your throat from the stage. That'd be huh. like the, your best night out of the year. Okay, you know what you I do? Mean, I Here's do your like idea. Jaeger. You were looking for yeah. ideas. Here's your idea. You don't yeah. make it so where you can pour the liquid directly in there. You make a pocket that will hold a pint, a, a half pint bottle or a pint bottle. So you make mm -hmm. a, but and because it's still clear, you'll see the bottle sitting right in there. Same same purpose, but you don't have to. No, be I want it. I want it while he's jumping around on stage to be like sloshing around in there. Shots. You'll see we it sloshing around in the bottle inside the body of the guitar. We were thinking about doing like um, 
um, you know, like a like the snow globe with like glitter right. and like fish or that was the first thought was like fish like fake fish because real fish would be pretty cruel <laughs> like, well, putting like fake fish in like platform the, shoes used to have them yeah right right but doing like the oil and water mix so that there's like the levels and the you know and then and then lava lamp we got into yeah exactly and then we got into thinking about like alcohol and there'd probably have to be some type of a nozzle that would um, retract you know um, but that's that's so I'm gonna build I'm gonna to build this something I just, that's gonna work you use my idea and you'll be fine yeah, no, y- yeah. Your idea sounds me, like a great Let me tell you where out. I want to get shots dispensed from. Uh, a hot chick. A sweaty dude on stage is not my idea of... Well, he's not know. dispensing him to anybody but himself. It's just seeing it is going to be fun. The, yeah, the, the, right. the, the truth is, is he's just going to be... <laughs> chugging himself. Okay, no, but it's, that makes but no, a but the, more sense. But the idea of that, of that being a, a possibility... Think, is, think of that, though. If, I if think it's that got could be pocket, like Jimmy's AK-47 guitar. If it's like, got a, that's a thing. If it's, got a, if it's got a pocket that you can slip that flask in, it, or the, the clear bottle, right? He unscrews it and lifts the whole thing up and takes a drink out of it like that. Sure. But it's cooler if it's in the and instrument. Then it doesn't... But then it is in the instrument. It's clear. Everything to Bill's credit, it, the guitar doesn't need to be watertight or and disinfected. And you can put whatever afterwards. bottle you want. Alcohol to. kills all the germs, and it's full of whatever. The vodka <laughs> full of germs. No, germs aren't an issue. You can't get germs. What, in, what are you, a 17th century barber slash doctor? I tell you what, pour a glass of whiskey <laughs> and, and dump a bunch of stuff in there and see what lives. <laughs> Nothing's gonna live in there. Do you have a minute? I'm gonna go do that now. Uh, what? <laughs> That's, that's what you disinfect with is alcohol. I I, I know, but or there's you also have sugars. rotting dead corpses of things in your drink. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but they're disinfected. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the worm and the tequila. I get it now. It all makes sense. I agree. I agree. Oh, I, I didn't think, think about that. Could be a te- balance. We should bleed you. It could be a te- yeah. <laughs> it could be a tequila with the worm in there. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, a pocket, Anyways, a pocket. I wish you, work. I wish you nothing but good fortune on this uh, interesting project. Yeah, no, I have thought about cleaning, and and I have a couple ideas of how to make that possible. You know, like I was thinking, basically of having a, a plate um, that you can unscrew from it, but it'd have to be like watertight, obviously, so you don't get electrocuted and all that. You know, here's a way better idea, Tim. Mm-hmm. Make it a squirt bottle mechanism. You put the booze in, and then you can squirt out alcohol into the crowd people open up their mouths and because that yeah, won't sting anybody in the eyes right yeah <laughs> i was thinking about that too it would be really cool if you could squeeze the base and and it came out yeah and then you could then the squirt bottle could be removed and washed or whatever but i, th- okay, I just think it'd be like so, a cooler visual uh, if it was the instrument itself think, think about it'd still be sloshing around think about the, the bladder the think about a bladder you see what i'm saying i gotta pee yeah yeah a bladder might be the idea. I've seen that before, where they actually line yeah. line things with Sheep a bladder. Stomach. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they used to use like a uh, um, deer skin and stuff? The the old yeah. mountain men they make their all, line bladders. Or it's whatever? all about the visual of seeing liquid moving around in the yeah. instrument. Because, you know, so sloshing. you're watching like you're sloshing. watching this band play. There's sloshing going on, and then like 45 minutes yes. later, all of a sudden the guy's drinking the slosh. You know, like right, and he's sloshed. Yeah, I mean it's just poetic. Yeah, it's you know it can't be. They can't. You got to see it. You know. You know what? We were able to use right. the word "slosh" multiple times on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I say it's a win. Oh, you know what I'm thinking? You know what would work? Do you? Um, I don't want to get it. But you know the guitar I made the tone tester where I have the bodies that slide off. If I did it like that, if I did like the core, like the, all the guitars yes. I made with the wings that come on and off, and I made it so the entire clear acrylic body came off of the instrument. Put it in the dishwasher. Like put it in yes. the dishwasher. Dishwasher safe. That's right. You make it modular. Yep. Then you can get sloshed modularly. Yeah. So I could do it. I could do it so like how to make the pocket and everything will be fine. I could do like the one, um, you know, where I had the t tr- the t tracks where the instruments would the parts would slide off. So you could just slide the whole thing off, and the whole thing's a bottle. Of course, I know. Hold it up and drink from it. Slide it back why on the instrument. Why couldn't you just glue a t track to the actual bottle? Because that's lame. <laughs> You're missing the point. <laughs> Slosh. <laughs> Bottle. Anybody? I could just duct tape a bottle. Hey, I could just pour it in a glass exactly. and put it on the table. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what? You're, you're kind of yeah, ungrateful. No. You asked for help. <laughs> I've been throwing amazing I, ideas at you. 
I, you know what? Actually, he actually I didn't, never said I didn't he wanted help. help. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, I, just, he brought it up to brag. Oh, it was braggartry. I was sharing my idea. I wasn't asking for help. Well, in that case, carry on. Carry on. I, apparently, I was worried about you know you taking my idea and running with it and beating me to it, but apparently you're not going to because you're just going to do your own lame thing where you duct tape and bottles to guitars or whatever. Go ahead and do that all you want. Here's That's the, fine. Now, now, let's not get testy. Here's the thing, Bill, and Karen and I agree on this. <laughs> I don't. I don't want you to fix the problem. I just want you to listen. Oh, uh, you know <laughs> yeah, what? You're right. Yeah. I have heard that from Karen. Spoken like a man in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> We both agree. <laughs> I, I can tell because Tim is getting triggered right now. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes review review time. Yes. Uh, we skipped a couple weeks of that, so there should be a lot, right? Yeah. Oh no, just one. Uh, there's a couple in the European oh, yeah, market, we, I believe. Oh. Yeah, there might be the European market. Yeah, on uh, on the footsie. Okay, well here I'll read um, the. So this is the one, the only one we have that's new for the whole month of September. So I'm not going to shame anybody in the writing a review. We'll let Phil do that later. Um, yeah. So this is a five star great podcast by M Wagner with a bunch of numbers. Um, mm-hmm. There's a reason for 200 episodes in this five star review. These guys are a great podcasting team with tons of great content. I listen religiously and enjoy you guys each week during my commute to work. Also, rumor has it, for each five-star review, they will send you a crisp $10 bill. Looking forward to leaving a few more this week to buy Lumber Tours Manics Project. Thanks, Evans. He, You understood that. It's actually you have to give us $10 for leaving the review. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm I sorry know. that that was not clear. But you can drop <laughs> off that $10 on your way to the lumber store so for your next project. Yeah. So you're welcome. Convenient. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, convenient. Yeah, we try to make All it right, as so easy a- for you as possible. Yeah. That's what we do. There is a Canadian one here, so we should... Uh, listen to it. <clears throat> it's by Hatch Made It, and the title is Rent. Dot dot dot. Just listened to episode 199 and realized that I need to correct some misinformation, and this is one way of ensuring you'll actually read it. <clears throat> a. A saw stop won't trigger if you hit a nail unless you are touching the nail, hence changing its capacitance. Why are you cutting nails on a table saw anyway, you madman? Tim. Uh, B, you can buy React table saws in Canada. I saw one the other day and thought to myself, I'd like my saw stop cabinet saw. Um, and they're available in many other places in the world that aren't so litigious. Finally, C, it literally takes me 30 seconds to change the brake cartridge for my dado stack, so it's really not a hassle. And while Bill is right, that kickback is still more common. I'd rather eliminate the risk of cutting off my fingers for the extra expense. And the moment they come up with a saw, that'll prevent kickback and save my fingers. I'll be on it like a differently weighted child on cake. Great podcast. (laughs) I am working up my courage to become a patron soon, dot, dot, dot. Well then, uh, Mr. Made-It, um... A lot of good information there, and we appreciate yeah. it. Thank you very much, and look forward to reading out your name at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> okay, is that um, is that the only one? That's all I got. Oh, well, okay, that's um, all I got. I uh, I have a really yeah. good tip for the tip segment. Hey, okay, do it. Um, I have a couple, but uh, this is the one I just did the other day, and um, so I mentioned that I was repairing. There's a spot where the glue came loose on my double base, right? Um, it was in the tail block. It was when I was banging in the <laughs> hammers. We've talked about it before. You think it's a good idea? Never is. <laughs> it's never a good That's idea. That's a tip um, in was, itself right there. It, yeah, yeah, really. If, if, you, if you think if you bang a little harder, you're going to fix it, you're not. You're going to break it. That's what's going to happen. But um, So I was banging in the, the end pin. There's like a, a metal bracket that goes into the wood that holds the end pin, so the base, you can adjust it to your height. And there's a, a wooden block down there that's part of the structure, you know, of the instrument that holds it. And um, I loosened up the glue, the hide glue, because it's, if it was wood glue, I probably would have broke the instrument. But since it's hide glue, the, the hide glue came apart instead. So that block was a little loose in there. And I knew that had happened, but it was still adhered at, at one point and not at the other. So I let it slide. I finished shooting my videos, put the base down, edited the videos. For, came back to the base a couple of days later and I saw, I was like, yeah, I need to fix it. It was starting to really... Like because of the tension of the strings pulling on it, the whole the string, the tailpiece goes around and pulls on. There's a lot of tension, you know. So I took it all apart, and okay. I, since I used high glue, I was able to just sort of heat up a little, like a five-in-one tool, and just pry the back a little bit. And I didn't want to take the whole back off or the whole top off to do this. I just wanted to squeeze some glue in there, right? Just get this this yeah. block in. So 
I pried it back, I could get in there, it was loose, I could wiggle it around, but I couldn't fit my glue bottle in without prying back anymore. And I didn't want to pry back anymore, so what I did is I grabbed an eighth inch piece of PVC tube, just clear plastic tubing, and I stuck it on the end of my one my dollar store ketchup like bottle, like those squeeze bottles that cooks use for like icing and stuff that I have glue in. Yeah. I stuck it on the tip of that, and I stuck the tube in. In, in, into the base as far as I could get it and I just squeezed glue through this tube in there and I was able to just get glue three feet away from the hmm. bottle all pretty accurately in where I needed it and uh that's pretty smart yeah, that's pretty it all smart. so I like that yeah well, I've seen people use uh, medical syringes as well yeah I've, I've used syringes I have I don't know medical syringes I have um other like like kid medicine syringes you know yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. Still, yeah, that's it was, what I was thinking more. It was no too needles. far. It was too far for that. And then I was thinking right. about the syringe in the in the to- the tube, but I wouldn't be able to get enough glue. Like the syringe wouldn't be able to pull right. enough glue, and so I was like, "Oh, I'll just put it right in the bottle." It worked great. Smart. Yeah, I like that. So that's my tip. That's very clever. Okay, awesome. Um, <clears throat> why don't you keep on rolling? Tell us what grabbed your attention this week. Um, I don't have anything. Apparently, squirted we'll glue out of a tube. Yeah. Blue tube. Um. Jeez, I'm, I'm not. I'm not ready. Someone else. <laughs> that, that's okay. Bill, what grabbed your attention this week? Uh, I, so apparently, on this podcast, I might say some controversial stuff. You? And I know it's it's hard to believe, um, mm-hmm. but every now and again, somebody will point that out and show me how ridiculous I am, which I already know. So Rob Dean posted uh, online, because I must have said something about why seatbelts were stupid or you can't tell me what to do. I don't remember that conversation exactly, because I usually just say stuff, but I don't actually mm-hmm. you know, remember what I say. But uh, So mm-hmm. Rob Dean posted a picture on Facebook of uh, a car and a crash thing and talked about the sensibility of um, seatbelts and... Even way back when, when the big old Bel Airs and giant land yachts, you'd think they'd be safer, but they're not. Studies have proven that seatbelts are better for you. Okay, whatever, fine, wear your seatbelt, Rob. I'm just saying. That's what captured your attention this week. It did, actually, because it was a lot of fun. Rob, Rob's pretty, uh pretty funny guy. But, yeah, he posted a picture on and okay. showed me how seatbelts are actually safer. So even though I wore them anyway, the resentment that I felt towards people telling me I had to is gone now. People were just looking out for me, like Rob Dean. Thank you, Rob. Right. Okay, terrific. Well, we agree with them. Yep. Wear your seatbelt. Yep. Um, I, I have one. I've, I've been uh, – what? Just, oh no! Go ahead. I have one. I, uh, I was just watching this last night. It's super interesting. Um, Veritasium, you know that YouTube channel, the science channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was doing this thing. It's yeah. it's called, uh, of course, it's the the bizarre behavior of rotating bodies explained. And it's this whole thing about bodies rotating and how they in space and they flip. And it was just super interesting, like physics stuff. Um, I, I I just so Veritasium. There was something I was just binging him a little bit last night. So I just think that guy's cool. All right, Phil, save it, save us now Go. with a really good caught your attention. Um, I don't know. Mine, mine have been pretty nerdy recently. I've been watching a lot of the Eight Bit Guy. He does a lot of like retro computers and video game systems. Um, I've been watching a lot of Excel videos. Uh, there's one, um, there's one creator called uh, Layla Garani. She's very good, and uh, and a lot of um, um, Python programming stuff. I like uh, this guy Derek Sherrill. And uh, there's a few other guys that are really, really good at, uh, at explaining Python. All, all work-related stuff, but not necessarily. Also, just my own learning on how to do things better, faster, stronger, smarter, that kind of thing. Um, so that's what, uh, that's what did it for me this week. Um, our websites are ironandsoul.com, williamlutes.com, timsway.net, newperspectivesmusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. That email address goes to all three of us. Um, or you can hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. On iTunes, leave us those reviews. Apparently, no one has in the last 20 days. It's like a whole but, uh, new world, Phil. People can feel like everything's been wiped clean now, and there's plenty of room to start all these new reviews, these five-star reviews, because it's, it's just a wonderful feeling. Yeah, I agree with uh, Bill, is it? Yeah, I agree with Bill. 
Um, and you can do that very easily by going to our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, and hitting that link. It will launch your iTunes, and then you can just leave a review right there. Um, similarly, we have a link on our website for uh, for Patreon, and it, but you can go directly there to patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio. And uh, I've said it from the beginning, and I'll continue to say it. It is the best way to ensure that we, uh, that we come back to these mics week in, week out, and record you know, uh, maybe not your favorite, but certainly top three podcasts that you listen to each week. So, uh, so thank you to those who have and to those who will. And to those who used to and will again. That might be a little exclusive wow. to say the top three. Maybe more like you top six. Top how, well, how about the six, top six, three seven, podcasts that you're okay with and you might listen to again? I like that kind of equivocation. That is... That's okay. okay with me. I just don't want the people yeah. who are like, ah, oh, they're like my number four to feel left out, you know? Because right. I'd be very no, happy that's to a be fair the number point. four. Uh, top ten. Top yeah. ten. Yeah, we'll we'll be the we'll be the we'll be the uh, the CB the CBS of podcasts. <laughs> the Pepsi. We may not be number one in the in the ratings. <laughs> I'll take the, I'll take Pepsi, but we're up there. We, we could be RC Cola of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll be the Mister Pib. Pib. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, uh, Fanta? <laughs> I like Fanta, Orange Fanta. Hey, it's in my top four easily. Hey, do you know that Shasta oh, nice. soda is made here in Hayward? Have you heard of no. Shasta brand? No. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Who hasn't? It's it's like it's <laughs> like the other one you said, the RC and stuff. It's they're made. Right I just thought it'd be, I just thought it'd be funny for us to just. Just shut you down. Let you, yeah, yeah just it's, hang out to dry. Totally name like 10, 10 soda brands, and then you name the 11th, and we're just like, no, it's not funny. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> What's that? Uh, there's a reason I come back every week, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah sadist. Yeah. Yes. Masochist. Masochist, yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got. So have an amazing week, guys. Be good. Be productive. And uh, and we'll see you on the on the other side. Yeah, I can do that. Bye, everybody. All right, sounds good. All right, be good.